0: Before we begin, a word from our sponsor, OntoAir.com. Any business running on Airtable gets the value that Airtable has, but also needs a few more functions to complete their operations. That's where OntoAir comes in. It's a suite of tools for any business running on Airtable to maximize your operations efficiencies and automations. One customer, John, states that OntoAir enables his business to function properly without having to think about building their own software, and that is pretty invaluable. The OntoAir Airtable apps are amazing, and we use them often and are very happy with the results. So join John and hundreds more customers and take your Airtable to the next level with OntoAir. Sign up today with promo code BUILTONAIR for a 10% discount. Check them out at OntoAir.com. And now let's check out today's episode and see what we built on air. Welcome to the Built on Air podcast, season 11, episode 11, double 11s today. Good to be with you. We've got myself, Dan Fellers, and Camille Parks with us. Welcome, Camille. Hello. Hello. Welcome to anybody out there listening. Camille and I were chatting before we uh, went on air of how, in our small little world of the uh, of the world of Airtable, we're kind of well known. I was talking to a, a potential client the other day who said, "I watch your show and feel like I'm talking to a celebrity." So it made my day. So I'm glad that there are at least a few of you out there that listen and watch our, watch our episodes. We're glad to be with you and share all things Airtable with you. So, and we were saying uh, in our small little world, we're kind of a big deal. <laughs> in our- yeah.
1: In, in, in the world of Airtable, table. Um, I think, I think we've been here for a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So thank you to those who, participate and chime in and watch and listen, however you do. We really appreciate it and glad we could be a small piece in helping you understand uh, Airtable. So let's get started. As always, it's an hour long uh, session where we go through a variety of different things. I'll go through what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, We always start with our round the bases talking about what's going on in the Airtable world and the different communities. Um, then we'll do a spotlight on our primary sponsor onto air. Then Camille going to answer an audience question for us on formulas and how to move a word with a formula. Um, then I'll go through the new forms and interfaces, and we'll be talking about that new release feature. Then a shout out to join our community. and Then time permitting, we will have a wild card for our last episode. We might get Ali joining us uh, mid-session. She's dealing with some internet outages at her home. Uh, if not, then maybe Camille will walk us through us uh, something that she has ready to go. So we'll leave the last segment uh, as a mystery to see how the show goes today. So let's get started with round the bases. We'll go through a couple different. Um, communities, see what people are talking about, make sure that you are up to speed on everything in the world of Airtable. First, I thought I'd start off uh, with Reddit. We have a lot of product features that got released, but before we jump into those, I thought this was a fun exercise. Camille, how do you describe what Airtable is to your grandfather? (laughs) Uh. (laughs) This is, this is from Reddit. Somebody posted, thinking about using the software, but it seems like everything and nothing at the same time helped me out how to describe this. I Somebody say, and there's really good.
1: It is a tool to organize your lists of things. And I think that's as grandfatherly as I can put it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's some good uh, stuff here. People kind of, you know, relate it to them like a place to store or to keep track of all of your tools. Your, your, uh, yeah, Chris says, imagine your drunk door. Now imagine your tool bench. Airtable does that. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of agree. <laughs> you have to be a grandpa to get it.
1: I get it. I, I was tempted to say it's not a tool, it's the toolbox. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I don't know. (laughs) I'm supposed to be the metaphor person. I think every episode (laughs) since season four, I've been shoehorning a terrible metaphor into every episode, and I can't think of one now. Pretty good Chris. Swiss Army knife of data organization. (laughs) Sounds like it, yeah?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Too techy to use the word data from Justin. Yeah,
1: that's why I said list of things. Yeah, like everyone make lists. Like you, yeah. you, write down pen and paper your grocery your list, your shopping list.
0: Yeah. So just a good exercise if you can explain that to somebody who you know is not technical at all. Um, I, I think you know Airtable can be used and for for just about anybody once they understand what it's for and how you use it. So. Good fun exercise to, to start the show off before we jump into some. Man, Airtable has been uh, busy. They've yeah. been. Last week was out.
1: insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So if you have been on vacation for a week and you just loaded up your uh, Airtable this week, it looks completely different.
1: <laughs> also, I think most or a lot of them were released last Tuesday after our show ended. So, like, yep. if they were released like an hour or so before it would have been us doing our demo portion of things and constantly being distracted by some new feature.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know we need to throw them off and go live on Tuesday afternoon or Wednesday morning. <laughs> exactly.
1: Catch them off. Guard. Yep. Season finale.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so the first one was they reorganized, they restructured um, their top menu. And we showed a sneak peek of this because I actually had this, I've had this maybe for a month and a couple bases. And uh, so now it's, <clears throat> I think everywhere. I think all of my bases at least have it now. Um, so now you've got this little guy here. This is the new version. Um, you can now have, a, they now have a menu at the top of data, automation and interfaces. And you can now, so automations, you probably, I know I saw some people commenting of like, where did automations go? Because now it's no longer over on the right with the extensions. It's up at the top. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing that, that that people might be jarred from.
1: Yeah, so I made a comment to this thread pointing out the stuff that moved because um, some of it is not so obvious. Like before the the base trash and your snapshots for your base were two different buttons. They're now the same button, roughly in the same location they once were. So I just pointed that out for people who are like, "Where did snapshots go?" It's there. It's just you have to click that button and you choose now between two options. Um, and there was other stuff that I had said and I forgot, like the the drop down to list all of the tables in your base used to be all the way at the left, much like it is for the views. Um, it's now all the way at the right um, after it lists. Each table name, one by one by one, there's that uh, drop down arrow, so you could look at all of your tables, and that's one of the um, adjustments that was made. That was um, I don't want to say contentious, but like uh, just sort of recommended that it be moved back to where it was, including by myself, because it, it um, put it in the same spot that the view list is was my was my point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it didn't it didn't change a whole lot of functionality. Although I I will say uh, definitely in the um, in the automations that's where I go. Back
1: yeah, there. I think what this change did it set up changes that we're probably going to talk about in a second anyway. But like mm-hmm. putting data automations and interfaces sort of clearly defining that those are three different things. You're probably not going to need, you're not going to need to look at your interfaces and your automations at the same time. So they've sort of separated them out and gave you the idea. There's three different ways of looking at your base essentially. So that sort of sets up adjustments that they've made to their automations view, uh, where it's full screen, like it was two weeks ago, but they've added some, uh, things to this full screen sort of layout they have for automations that make it easier, I think, to work through different automations, switching back and forth between them, testing automations and then previewing table data as well was something that they added.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I forgot they, they actually, um, made a separate announcement for the improvements to the automation. So that's another announcement that they made. Um, so now you can get full screen of the automations. It's a quite a bit easier to, to interact with. I think my favorite change to the new automation is uh, the run history is now much more accessible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it used to be like, yeah, to jump out and jump back in to get to the run history. If yeah, you were I would agree. So, yeah, that was that was my favorite. Also,
1: if you click uh, under configuration on the right, the table, that thing, yeah, yeah it will let you preview your, your table data, which is pretty nice. And if you're selecting things from a particular view, it will show you that view. Right now, I think it does the first view in a table if there's no particular view set up in your configuration window, um, or at least I think so. Uh, It's been recommended that they give uh, more customization somehow to this window that allows you to pick a view to show which, you know, set of data you're previewing. That would be nice. I don't know exactly where it would go, uh, but it would be nice to see.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Justin also chimes in. His favorite change is that it remembers the automation in action you were last configured as you go in and out of the automation area. That's really nice
1: because yeah. before you, because you had to click the back button essentially to get out of your automations to go back to your your table data, you were effectively saying, "Well, I'm done," and Airtable had nothing to remember because you said, "Back, I don't want to look at this anymore." Now that there's separate tabs clicking back and forth between data and automations doesn't erase what your last looked at piece of your automation was. So now it's much, much, much easier. If this preview window is insufficient, you can go back to your full base, look at all your data, then come back to your automations and be right where you left off. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I probably will do it that way. This pop-up I'm not sold on kind of is gets in the way, I feel like. Um. I
1: think it's great if you have a large screen. Mm-hmm. I do at work. So yeah. if I'm doing stuff at, at work, it it's super convenient for me. At home, I'm one of those people where I have a laptop. I refuse to use an external monitor or mm-hmm. double monitors. So I have a smaller wow. screen. And so this isn't necessarily going to do me a whole lot of good when I'm at home.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I don't refuse. I actually much <laughs> prefer multiple screens, but
1: I'm the only one. Um, My office slowly but surely it was adding second screens for everybody and I was mm-hmm. the last bastion. Out. Sing single screen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Um one thing that took me a while, I think uh I think Kavan mentioned it in the thread for the, the announcement. Um I was like how do you make this thing bigger like it took me forever to figure out Mm -hmm. but you got to go up in the corner to get that drag to make it bigger so that is
1: uh kavan described that as confusing and unintuitive and i would kind of agree it normally you would have it so you could drag from any portion of the right side right to expand it in and out and it's only the top right corner that you could do it at but you're Intention when you're moving your mouse there is probably to click the X button, not necessarily to resize. That's not something I think that is very intuitive.
0: Yeah, you can do it on the left side too at the top. I just dragged it on the left.
1: I feel like what this window should be, I think it should be docked in sort of the gray background in the center for where the automation steps is it should be docked at the bottom of that space because you can yeah. collapse the automation list and yeah. you can resize the properties thing on the right so you could have it more or less full screen yeah. you know just drag the right panel for properties to resize the the window of the table um yeah. i think that's that's how i would do it
0: yeah and then this would just scroll above it right <laughs> yeah i think it's one of those where the developer developed it and said hey this is cool and it is cool as Mm -hmm. far as a pop-up but might not be the most user-friendly
1: yeah so there's there's a lot of what was added recently was uh, i think a good move in general but the precise implementation of it i think could have used a little bit more uh ux review some of that might be like um what's the word subjective, but there, there are some things where I think, eh, I feel like you should have done it another way. Yeah. But that's not all. There's even more things that they added last week. more.
0: Yes. Let's continue. Um, okay. This one was released. Uh, um, okay. So this is a two part. So maybe two weeks ago, um, they released um,
1: filter yeah, options, I mean, for, filter linked options records.
0: for linked records. Yeah. So and before then... it
1: would only allow you to say the linked record field contains the words yada, yada, which wasn't great. If you renamed a record, if you needed to search for multiple records and they had different names, now you could uh, select specific records, much like you could have done with single select or multi-select fields, but you couldn't do that with lookup fields before, and apparently that is something that they've added last week as well. That's what it
0: is. Yeah. I thought there was a comment here where they um, maybe I missed it.
1: I I didn't actually check to see if it was there. I am sort of assuming that it is there. There it is.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, so Scott from Airtable says it's rolling out today for lookup fields. That's what I was linking to. There was, I think was a week ago
1: yeah earlier up in this thread i think someone was like man it'd be great if we could have this for lookup field." and then someone from Airtable table after that was like yeah that is a good idea and then yeah. now i think like a week after that person said it scott is saying it's rolling out today so it should be there awesome. now for uh different bases you know be specific when you're filtering by a lookup field which is very useful if you have um you know linked record from another table and you want to filter a subset in the 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 parent table if you will uh it's a, it i think it's a great feature
0: yeah yeah very cool good stuff there so yeah we sh- will we'll maybe um do an example of that in the future episode <clears throat> but that's good so worth knowing because i don't think they made like a top level announcement this was yeah. just kind of buried in this thread so i wanted to point that out <clears throat>
1: Yeah, some things got top level announcements last week and some didn't, the major things did, but I don't think everything we're gonna talk about today has like a a thread on the forums.
0: Yeah. All right, next big one, forms in interface designer. And we're gonna do a deep dive into this. So I'm gonna do a segment on this. um, So we won't talk too much about it other than to make you aware. So that is cool, interfaces improving. And... Yeah. Uh,
1: one of the hardest things before this was to create a new record from an interface. You typically had to do some sort of automation magic uh, okay. that would fire off in the background and you have to wait for you know a minute or so before the new record was able to show up. And now there are forms which can either have it as a standalone like page in your interface setup where the page is a form and that's all it is or um if you have a record list component you could now click a plus button and it will open up a form and like a modal so you can add records in a couple of different ways
0: yeah 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 there's a lot of commentary on this one i actually realizing i'm way behind on seeing what people are saying. So I need to catch up on this thread.
1: (laughs) So there's uh, what people are saying in this thread is there are some things that a form view does that the forms and interfaces can't do. Uh, I don't know if you can pre-fill a form in interface. I am unsure if you can redirect after an interface form has been done, things of that sort. And then there's. other way around there's things that you could do in interface designer that you can't do in a form view one thing i noticed when i was testing it out and we'll get to this in a later segment of the show was what i want to do is pull in if i have a interface page for a particular project and i want to add a linked task to that project i want it to be able to read the interface page i'm currently on and say link this to the current project. I haven't figured out a way to do that yet in interface yeah. uh, forms.
0: No. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that in the segment. So, okay. So more to come on forms to move on to the next top level announcement, quick, quick groups. So what are yeah. quick groups?
1: So before, when you were trying to filter or group, um, a view in Airtable, it would just show you a scrollable list of every field in your table. And I think the maximum fields you could have per table, don't quote me, is 500. So there are some people who have a lot, a lot, a lot of fields that are somewhat similar, a lot of formulas, and not, not anything you'd ever really want to group by necessarily. What Airtable did was they now, when you're creating a brand new there's no groups yet uh, for that view it will show you the types of fields that you probably want to group by probably you don't have to pick those fields you could click the see all and uh look through and sort for the one you're you're looking for but i think the ones it guesses are the ones you want to filter by are single selects multi-selects linked records and maybe checkbox. I think those are the field types that it's guessing you probably wanna group by because those are the fields you probably want to group by.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just kind of a quick quick group by.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's just to save you time. It's not necessarily yeah. a new feature, it's a new yeah. way of presenting the ability to group. And uh, so far, the past few times i've tried to group by something the field i was trying to group by or the very least the field type i was trying to group by was in fact what air people guessed so they probably did a bunch of like user research or something and figured out well people are mostly grouping by single select so let's just they're probably not going to group by a date because if you wanted to group by date you probably want to group more so by like the month or the year not necessarily the precise date and definitely not the precise time. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. the, The interesting thing I got from this was, um, this Sean mentions that, um, there's a team focused on just these little things that make Airtable easier to use for everyone. And I think probably his team, um, created that add button that made a quick pop-up to like, what, what do you want to add at the bottom? They modified mm-hmm. the, the add new button, things like that are probably this team's responsibility. So
1: also to point out all of the announcement posts we've gone through so far, I'm pretty sure we're posted by different people who work at Airtable, which is yeah. not how it used to be. It used to be one particular person and then it used to be it used to be like three different people who would who would do it one was always anything that had to do with advancements in the custom blocks SDK that would always come from one person on their developer okay. side and then normal announcements would come from someone else uh, at Airtable and now that Jordan's joined the team a lot of the announcements have come posted by Jordan and but the last week i think all of the announcements were done by people who worked on that particular feature which is i don't know a fun a fun add-on a that there's more people that are interacting with the forum and then as we saw with this one scott and someone else i think tim dang if i'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. commented on one of these threads and said actually that's a good idea we might consider adding that feature And the following week they added that feature so we're yeah. seeing more people behind the scenes at AirTML will at least have their eyes on what people are saying in the community. Because sometimes yeah. it felt like we would just sort of speak into the void and it doesn't necessarily feel so much like that last week.
0: Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Roktimi, Helen, Scott, Emily, and Sean for joining the community and participating. We, I, I believe the community benefits from more interaction with their table employees.
1: Yeah, we can't. I, sometimes it feels like we're yelling at Jordan and that's not what we're trying to do. <laughs> it's just because she happens to be sometimes there most often. Trying to do. <laughs> well, yeah, only in specific instances that we were yelling at someone else and Jordan happened to be in the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, now we now we can yell directly at the right person.
1: Yeah, but there was there wasn't much yelling at all. I, like I said, there were some things that were yeah, I, I would tackle certain adjustments to the UI differently, but I think most people across the board were like, yeah, this is a good at least it's a good direction or I like that you're improving this piece of the product or that kind of thing. That's sort of the general consensus about, across the past four or five announcement threads that we've just gone through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. One more, uh, feature release that did not, as far as I know, did not make a a top level. This was found by, um, Jason Martin in the built on air community. So shout out. Thanks for bringing this up. This is kind of cool. Um, this use groups, if any option. Um, and this is on, uh, table listings. So this is inside of automations. If you're like inserting a, 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 a linked record list or a table list from, from a search. Um, mm-hmm. this allows you to insert tables that are grouped, that the table is actually in the email body will group based off of the group settings.
1: That's useful. I I imagine for find records, because you can do find records based on condition or find records based on view, I'm assuming that's only there for find records based on view. Because if it were condition, how would it know which view to pull groups from? You could have a bunch of different views that have groups set up differently. Uh, It'd be great if you could control it from here, from this window, use groups if any, and then like a drop down or something for pick a view to control the groups. But that's super useful for organizing your your information in uh, in an email, or uh, you could probably do this in this this is the send email action. You could probably do the same thing in in the Gmail action and some of the other ones that let you just insert a whole bunch of text.
0: Yeah, really nice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's a nice little, I, I don't think that's been mentioned from Airtable anywhere. So
1: nope.
0: hidden gem, um, and maybe it might still be an AB testing. I haven't confirmed to see if I've got that anywhere. Um, there is one more that I don't have a direct link to it. I don't think I did they, they Actually, I think they did. I think it was in their emails that there's now this inner sites tab and if you're not an enterprise user, it's kind of a letdown because it doesn't really give you much. It just asks you to upgrade to enterprise. I have looked at this in an enterprise account to see what it does. And um, it basically shows you the usage of all your collaborators. So it will, it has some charts of how um, active people are and looking at things, as well as different views. Um, it shows you who's using what views and it'll chart out usage um, of the different tables and views and users. And then there is one uh, function where it will show you views that haven't been used for 90 days or more. And it gives you the option to like remove those views. So kind of a cleanup functionality so that was kind of the only non, you know, act- actionable item um, in the insights that, that I could see. So plug for enterprise, of course, um, but hopefully they'll maybe bring that to, to pro users in the future.
1: Yeah, seems useful for bases that have, you know, upwards of six, I guess, collaborators. That's a number I just made up.
0: Yeah, and uh, Justin brings out, curious to know when the data is captured, it said one day base had no users yesterday, but I was in that base all day, so maybe still have some some data. Is it by um, whole
1: base or by table slash view?
0: Um, it's a uh, table slash view is how it breaks it out, yeah.
1: Maybe. Um, but it also
0: has another chart that's just general usage by wow. user. Um, so that one is by base, I think,
1: yeah. Well, right? Airtable has to capture this data somehow because Airtable sometimes remember what your last viewed table slash view is. So it has to know when a particular person is accessing something. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I, I wonder how they do that. I don't have an enterprise account though, so I can't do any sort of testing.
0: Yeah. So that goes with, we, we already talked about um, managed fields, but that's another one where something managed fields is half available. And then, and then um, dependencies is, is enterprise. Yeah. So managed fields itself
1: is for pro the dependencies is for enterprise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Good stuff coming. You could definitely see, like, this is probably, you know, months in the work of all these changes. I wonder if there's more to come, or I feel like this is kind of a plateau where they'll let things settle a bit. And then, because I feel like this was a lot of work, all these changes, the last two to three weeks they've made. Um,
1: Yeah, Airtable doesn't do versions, and that's not atypical for web apps or you know, web-based apps like like Airtable. But there are some that have such massive dumps of new features that they call it like Airtable 2.0 or something like that. I wonder if Airtable is ever going to do that. I don't know yeah. if last week rises to the level where I would call it a 2.0 or a 3.0 or whatever. But obviously, they're working continuously on various portions of the product. I wonder if there were some, whenever interfaces gets out of beta, for instance, they're probably going to add new features to go along with that. When it becomes a core feature outside of beta, I wonder if they're ever going to describe itself as this is Airtable 2.0. Right
0: I could see them doing it just for the marketing, you mm-hmm. know, push. I think Coda has done that. I think I Coda think has done, done it too. 3.0, yeah. And Notion, I think, has a, did a 2.0 version, yeah.
1: Everybody's got to get a 2.0. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think Airtable could be, maybe they're waiting for one, maybe when permissions, they've hinted of permissions later this year, that could definitely be a point.
1: I could see that too. I think that's sort of a piece that is missing from Airtable now that if it were added would change enough of how people mm-hmm. might use Airtable, even if the interface for it is much the same as it, as it is today, adding greater control over permissions, uh, visibility, access, things like that. I think that probably would rise to the level of calling it the next level of Airtable. Yeah,
0: very good. All right, that's a, a good rundown. Tons of tons of new new functionality. We'll, we'll dive deeper into some of those today and in the future and help you learn all those new systems. But that gives you a sense of what all got released this week. Um, Before we move on, a quick spotlight for Ontario, our primary sponsor. It's an all-in-one toolkit to run your business on Airtable. It's a suite of apps that enable any business that is seriously using Airtable to take it to the next level from backing up your data to managing your schema structure. Um, In today's spotlight, the last couple of weeks, we've been giving a sneak peek into uh, forms 2.0. I'll call that. I'll, we'll do a 2.0 on our end. There you um, go. Yeah. And we are releasing, we're a couple of weeks away. We are burning the midnight oil, trying to get this ready. Um, uh, we're still a few weeks away. Um, shooting for first of August release, but I'm going to give you a sneak peek. Um, we are building our own standalone forms product that takes, um, interacting with Airtable from outside of uh, Airtable to the next level. Um, we are working on how do you interact with your linked record data and um, in, and do that. I wanted to make it as easy as possible. One solution might have been to just link to another form for that linked table. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to make it uh, simplified as possible. so, we just um, wrapped up the ability to interact with your linked uh, record data in the same way that you do with your your top level data within the form. And so now if you have a field here, so on this one, this is a linked record uh, field and within the configuration, you'll be able to manage the fields inside of that linked record. And it brings up a new menu a new complete uh, form editor. So you can have complete control over the data that you want to interact with at the linked record level. So you can specify all your fields, make them completely configurable all within the same interface. And the cool thing is, is this is, if you understand technical terms is completely recursive, which means you can go as many layers as you want. And so this has um, another linked record inside of that. So you can go into its configuration and manage. And so you can create, uh, if you want to, it's all configurable. You don't need to make them editable or creatable, but you can go as many layers, linked layers, as you want to edit all within the the same form. So that is um, pretty cool and excited to, um, get this out there. So hopefully, uh, if you're interested in that sign up, we do have a waiting list for, for people that, that will get access to it first and test it out while we're still in kind of beta, but, um, we'd love to hear your feedback on, on things you want to see in forms. Good stuff there. All right. Okay, Camille is going to walk us through an audience question for today. Your screen is up.
1: Okay. Um, So I got this question a while ago, but I don't think I ever really talked about the solution for it. And I thought it was actually, it was one of those questions that I got that was like, wow, this would have been really hard to do without Regex. Essentially what they want to do is alphabetize their list of books, but they don't want, if a book starts with the word the or a, they don't want that to affect the alphabetizing for it. So they want to move the or a to the end of the name of the book with a comma. And you could do that with left and substitute and you know, a few other of the older formula functions, but it was so much easier to do with regex. So just very simply in this table, I have a list of, you know, book titles, Alice in Wonderland, The Blue Book, The Princess and the Pea, A Tale of Two Cities, There She Blows. So under my formula, you could see that I can properly, alphabetize things and have the word the and a not affect uh, the order of these books, but also it didn't take the a at the start of Alice in Wonderland. And it also didn't take the at the start of There She Blows. And the way I was able to do that um, was with a fairly short regex formula. So there's a trim in here just so that it removes any extra spaces that might appear at the beginning and end. I have regex replace. It's taking the name of the book. And I have a capture group in Airtable and in other regex implementations. If you put words inside of parentheses, that's called a capture group. So I'm looking for a specific set of characters. In this case, The start of the text is represented by the up caret, and then capital A space, and then there's a pipe character. In regex, pipe character means or. So I'm looking for either capital A space or capital the space. And then I have a separate capture group that has dot, which represents any character. And then I have an asterisk, which represents zero or more of any character. So basically in regular people words, I'm saying, look at the start of the text. If it starts with a space or the space capitalized, take that piece. And I don't care what comes after it. As long as there's a space in there, grab that piece of the text. So with regex replace, you can set what your capture groups are and then you could reorder them, which is nice. So because I have two capture groups, I'm saying start with the second one, which is everything other than a or space at the beginning, add a comma, add a space, and then plop uh, the first part. So if it was a, put a, if it was the, put the, And then again, trim is removing that extra space at the end, which would have come from my capture group because I'm explicitly saying there's a space after the. So looking at it again, this is what uh, it would come out as. Again, it doesn't mess up Alice in Wonderland. It doesn't mess up this one either. It's only if it starts with the word the and a space or the word a and a space, putting it at the end. So just one of those times where life is much, much easier with Regex. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, this is a perfect use case for Regex. And hopefully that's, you know, a nice um, feature that people could add to their tool. But you don't have to learn everything in Regex, but if you can learn the basics, this is a good formula to, to learn that. It yeah, really it handy.
1: The, the goal is to see enough use cases for regex where you're like i think i could do this in regex and you don't have to know how because i don't remember what each and every one of these special characters does like i can't remember off the top of my head that up carrot means start uh, mm-hmm. of the text and dot means and any character and asterisk means zero or more of whatever character comes before it i don't remember that off the top of my head but there are lists of what each of those individual characters mean and so your job really is to think through what do i want to do do i think i could do it in regex and then you suffer for a little bit in figuring out exactly how to do it and then once you do you never have to do it again which is nice
0: yeah yeah just plan on hitting your head against the wall oh yeah first time
1: no one (laughs) understands regex
0: but there are good websites that help you regex tester, regex101.com mm-hmm. or a couple just Google regex testing. There's several websites that are good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Justin, if you follow Justin on Twitter, he gives good uh, always on Friday. There's a formula Friday that often require uh, regex. So that's a great resource to, to learn mm-hmm. from Justin on regex. Very good. Cool. Good stuff there on that and uh, answering that question and learning a little bit about regex. Let's move on. Our next segment, um, exploring forms and interfaces. This segment is a case for interface and let's do it. So like we talked about um, earlier in the show, they released this um, interface designer forms. The ability to create new records so that's what forms are let's learn a little bit more about that so you'll go into your interfaces and now it's uh, a little bit different at the top here and um if you click into um, your grouping of interfaces then what you'll need to do actually um This is a new layout, so that was that was the first thing that I would mention. Is forms are a new layout. They're not. I wish they were elements inside of the other um, interface designer.
1: It's not quite an element, but if you have a record list element, you can create new from there.
0: Okay, that's good to know. Let's let's look at that. So that's the record. Uh,
1: yeah, let. I think we could do it both ways. Review.
0: Okay. So, if we create, I want to do, try that. Um, So, if we create a record preview, then. um, Click on your, the thing on the
1: side, the the sidebar, and then allow, at the bottom, actions, allow users to create new Mm -hmm. records, and then you could. Yeah, edit form. And now we're in here. So,
0: very good. Okay. So you can do it. I was using a a dashboard um, because I wanted it on the dashboard. Yeah.
1: You're right. It's not like a top level element, it's hidden inside other existing elements. So it's the record list thing on the left. It's also for the I forget what it's called, the, the choice component. That's a drop down for records. You could do it from there too. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's sort of hidden in there, but it is a top level page type uh, as well. And that's probably the most visible.
0: Okay, awesome. So now we've got our, um, yeah. So now we've got our design project. So this is pretty standard for the interface. Um, you can um, create that and then let's see, where did it put it? Oh, it's right there. So that would be, so it automatically adds the plus button for you mm-hmm. uh, to click on and then it would bring a, a pop-up for it. So that that's the um, quick way to do it. If you're already in this type of um, interface layout, um, so basically, a form allows you to create this. Um, and for linked records, you can add a record. Um, but can you add a linked record? Can you create? I a don't
1: record? think so. I think that's still a missing piece in Airtable. Yeah. Like uh, if you had a a filtered table list as a element on your interface page you still can't click the plus button inside of that they haven't quite unlocked that functionality yet it's very useful functionality that should be unlocked sooner or later um yeah. that would have been top of my list uh, to yeah. add but uh i'm sure they're thinking about it because they mentioned it like a while ago it's probably yeah. somewhat difficult to <laughs> figure out precisely how you want to link things together I'm thinking about how the uh, URL for any interface page is predictable to a point where you could have multiple different elements on a page that are filtering from the same table. So you have multiple record IDs from the same table appearing in your URL and they're probably sorting through exactly. If we wanna pre-fill a particular record in creating a new linked record to something which element do we pick from that's probably what they're trying to iron out and it's a
0: tough problem
1: but boy do i want it solved
0: (laughs) yeah um one another feature they did add is you can make fields required on a create form yeah so that's something nice because you don't really have that when you're editing existing records there's no like submit button to like say this is required yeah um but on a create, there is a submit create button. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't have a little bit control over the button. So this does, uh, this is nice. It shows you um, what's required in the, in the in there. So that's kind of cool. And actually you can add more from here. So that's kind of nice.
1: I want in this dialogue you're showing right now, I want there to be another option for pre-filled values because for form views, that's, this is a somewhat new feature. I think it's a 22 release mm-hmm. where you can have a hidden field on a form view now, finally, and you could pre-fill that hidden field. Yeah, You can't do that with a interface form quite yet, or at least not that I could figure out. So I would love in this panel to be able to pre-fill a a field and not even show it to somebody. I feel like that's easier to accomplish here than it would be for a form view. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that that could be doable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they talked about. I think they did hint that conditional logic. Um, they so did. Maybe that's included in that.
1: Someone did mention that, and that's another reason why I love that. A lot of the recent. Future announcements on the forums have come from people who work on the team because they are able to point out and they're not going to do this every time. And there's only so much specifics they could give us if they're going to give us specifics at all. But sometimes they could say, here's the new feature that we just released. Here's what's available today. We're thinking of doing X. And that's so useful for people. It's useful for people like me who like code and develop alternate solutions with Airtable, it's useful for the layperson because they could say, all right, well, the thing I want to do isn't available today, but it might be there in a month. I don't know. In yeah. one of the threads we talked about earlier, uh, someone was like, I want to do this for lookup fields. And then Tim was like, we're working on it. And then the next week, Tim was like, it's there. So yeah, it's yeah. great that, you know, we get that sort of feedback.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it'd be awesome if they were even more transparent with the roadmap.
1: <laughs> we can only hope
0: yeah yeah it would have been good even like with so we have our schemas app and i was planning luckily i hadn't done any work on it yet but our roadmap was to include kind of like a master level view of all of your fields and be able to rename them and and things like that and then Mm -hmm. they go and release the manage fields interface and yeah i said the same
1: thing because i i made that script and app thing yeah. that uh, allowed you to change your defaults for all of your fields in your base and then i was like well this would work perfectly inside of this panel you just developed." so i'm my game plan is to just build a yeah. feature and then say "Airtable, buy this yeah <laughs> who knows if they will but whatever
0: yeah very good so yeah just there, so there isn't a ton of new functionality i will mention going back to forms um One way, so if you are inside of a a, um, interface type or layout that doesn't support the the top level forms like a dashboard, let me go back. Um, If you're in a dashboard, one way to do it, I wish that you could connect a link from a button but you can't do that yet. I don't know why, why, why couldn't a button just open up a, a new URL?
1: I don't um, know. I think they had also talked about consolidating the button element and the button field, their functionality, because they do two different things. Uh, and they shouldn't, they should do, it should be one button thing that could do yeah. both sets of features. Because yeah. neither set of features is, is that complex, I don't think under the hood, uh, but yeah, it would, Forms yeah. and interfaces is hot off the presses. Hopefully, they make some adjustments to it that make it a little bit easier to integrate with interfaces that are already there. Like you, mm-hmm. you don't have the the other components I was talking about, where you can have the plus button and open up a form and a modal in a dashboard. You don't have that, so you would want to launch it from a button. Yeah. It should be available as an option.
0: Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I don't know what you can use a button in a dashboard for, because it's not configured to a source. And so I was trying to figure out what can I do with this button? Nothing. (laughs) But anyways, so the workaround, and actually, I think Chris mentioned this in the, in the chat um, on today's show, when we were talking about forms. So we think alike, Chris, um, the way to do it is you can insert a text, Uh, you know, a Markdown text editor and they have the ability to create a link. Um, Not quite as nice looking, but what you do is then you create the, uh, you get the link to your form once you've published your form and then just copy the URL in there and then create a link and set the link to that. So now in a um, dashboard, You can, you could create, you know, all of your create new inside of a text um, block. And then that would open up. It would open up in a new tab. So not still not as ideal, but at least gives you that functionality to now create um, a new record off of a dashboard.
1: And we didn't really say it, but you could put fields side by side in
0: form. On the forms. Yeah. Yeah. Interface
1: forms, which is. I think they describe it as using the power of the interface designer or something some language like that uh, and that's the advantage of doing this piece in an interface versus using an uh an air table form uh you can you have more control over the design and because it is an interface page you could put a static image next to your fields uh instead of just at the top you could put multiple so if you I don't know, in Photoshop or something, made like cool icons for like step one, put in this, step two, put in that, here's an example image. You could export that as an image and put it on this page and that would actually, you know, help make this look pretty nice. Uh, It's a workaround, but it's something that gives you more flexibility. And of course, putting similar fields grouped visually like you couldn't do with it, Airtable
0: form view. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, so there's advantages, especially as they they flesh this out. Required fields would also be another reason to do it. But to get to this form, you have to be logged in. So this currently is not accessible externally. Yeah, it's
1: Um, it's still not interfaces is still not the solution for if you want to display data to people who shouldn't have access to your base, then use something else is still the direction i think they've talked about the various separate discussions improving functionality for permissions and then separate discussion for increasing accessibility of interfaces so people outside of the base might be able to interact with it yeah but that's not there yet so just keep that in mind yeah
0: Yeah, so definitely check it out, play with it. We'd love to hear how you're using forms. Maybe this will show up. Oh, one other thing that we should mention is because of this new release, they actually pushed back the deadline for the contest for the interface contest um, to let you explore and maybe incorporate forms into your interface. So I think they pushed it back two weeks. Yes. I think it's mid-August now. Correct. Yep. So, um, yeah, so, so it'll be interesting to see how forms are, are, uh, used in there. So, all right, one quick shout out. Um, and then I don't know, Camille, we're kind of up on the hour so we can save yours for next week, or if it's quick, we can get to it. Your call it's, if you want.
1: It's not really quick. So okay. maybe yeah. next time.
0: Yeah, we'll do that for, uh, next week. Um, but yeah, let's just end up. If you aren't in our community, join us. Builtonair.com/join. Uh, we have an active Slack community of thousands of Airtable users, and talking about all things, you know, brainstorming on how to use Airtable, helping people out with their issues, um, talking about new feature releases, lots of fun stuff going on in the Slack community as well as our newsletter to get. Um, updates when our new podcasts are released. So we'd love to have you join us, builtonair.com, tell your friends, get everybody in there. And with that, we will see you guys next week for our final episode of the season as we wrap up season 11. Thank you and talk to you next week. Thank you for joining today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to check out our sponsor, Ontario.com. And we will see you next time on the Built On Air podcast.